Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, alongside Mike Pritchard, played nearly a decade in the NFL as a wide receiver, former first-round pick, also a national champion for the Colorado Buffaloes in the early '90s. Pritch and I have had a fun first hour. We have a fun second hour on deck as well. 15 minutes from now, Von Dalzell of NBC Sports Edge will be joining us to talk some MLB awards, what he's eyeing for the second half of the season, which gets underway in earnest on Friday. But first, Pritch, we wanted to go through Pritch's pecking (laughs) order. And this is, according to you, Mm -hmm. ranking the top 20 wide receivers in the National Football League. So last time you guys did this, you did 15 through 11, or was it 16 through 11? Uh, yeah, six, uh, 15. 15 through 11. Okay, hold up. We did 20 through 16. Yep, then so 15, 15 through 11. 11. <laughs> there it is. Mathematicians <laughs> right. over here, us. On air. <laughs> yeah. So to recap, if you mm-hmm. missed it, 15 through 11, you had Garrett Wilson, the rookie wide receiver out of the New York Jets, or at least now second-year wide receiver, one offensive rookie of the year last year, number 15, DK Metcalf of the Seahawks at 14, Amari Cooper of the Cleveland Browns at 13, Amon Ross St. Brown of the Detroit Lions at 12, and Christian Kirk, yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I like how you said that. At a number eleven, that one surprised me when I was Did looking it? at this list a little bit. I was like, okay, Kirk, good player, but I didn't know if I'd have him that high if it were my list. But it's not; it's your list. Explain. Okay, well, why? Well, before I explain, why wouldn't you have Christian Kirk up that high? I just think there's some guys that are better. Like I would rather have DK Metcalf. I would rather have Garrett Wilson. Okay, um, Kirk and St. Brown. I feel like that's. There's not a huge difference there. I'd mm-hmm. rather have Amari Cooper, honestly, than Christian Kirk See, as well. I, and I and I did wrestle with DK a little bit because, mm-hmm. but I think he should be more, and he will be. He, he should be. He better be <laughs> this year with Smith <laughs> and Digba and Lockett. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, Lockett sometimes outplays him. That's true. Um, but yeah. with, with with his body and what he can do and his athleticism, he should be dominating the league, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and he's not. And so that's why I don't have him. Christian Kirk. Um, <laughs> he got paid, right? And that, that raised my eyebrow a little bit, uh, both of them. Uh, but yet he produced, man, uh, and he's a good player, a good player, really good player and getting better. Uh, so this might surprise you with the top 10 then. Uh, well, let's get into um, the top 10 right now. And- Mike Evans, I wrestled with Mike Evans in a top 10 receiver, uh, and 
I'm going to say it right now. He didn't make the top 20. Woo! Uh, I mean, Godwin could be the number one guy without the ACL, mm -hmm. right, uh, on that roster. But I'm going to start with C.D. Lamb uh, at number 10, a, a top 10 receiver. I, you know, I think his first two years, uh, first few years here have been phenomenal in terms of uh, the expectations. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm curious about him going forward because Kellen Moore was pass happy. We get that. You know, is, is McCarthy going to be pass happy? Um, but he is a guy who's a clear number one player, clear number one receiver. The targets, I wonder what's going to happen with his targets as the Dallas Cowboys are going to try to reinvent themselves a little bit. And you got Brandon Cooks, too, uh, on the outside now. So uh, his role, I think uh, CeeDee Lamb's role will be a little bit different more customary to what he was in college, I think, which is going to be fantastic for me. So uh, he is a top 10 player uh, here on the receiver list. Cooper Cup okay. is number nine. Shout out to Yakima, Washington. Uh, yes, Yakima. <laughs> uh, Eastern Washington, right? He yeah. played there. Yep. Go and, um, Yeah, we had training camp out there. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> uh, but Cooper Cup, uh, the guy was on fire again before the injury, uh, but his relationship with Stafford has been special. Uh, and, you know, moving forward, I don't, I don't see him doing the things that he did a couple of years ago to win a Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. But to make this list, you know, for me, is he a guy that can get open against any coverage out there? Yeah. Can he be a vital weapon on offense? Yeah. I mean, it is, what's going to hurt this guy uh, certainly is Stafford and, and the inability to what this offense is going to turn into. Uh, so a little bit of rearview mirror look right now. But but you got to have him in the top 10 just based on uh, what he is uh, on the field. Receiving yards, 12.50.5. I mean, that, I, I just don't know about this offense to, to recommend going over that. I wouldn't bet over uh, on that. But he is a top 10 uh, receiver. At number eight, this one, I didn't think he was going to make the list mm. because of what he is. Now, he's a glorified running back playing, playing wide receiver. Mm -hmm. But when he is not injured, when he's on the field, he is an ultimate playmaker. And that's, that's how I looked at him. Is, is he a top-level wide receiver, pure wide receiver? No. But is he an ultimate playmaker? Yeah, and he deserves to be in the top 10 list, and that's Devo Samuel. Uh, and if he puts together a, a year in which he's healthy, is, am I seeing that receiving yards 725 and a half? You're seeing it correct. I mean, I know it's juice <laughs> minus 130, but my goodness, and then four and a half touchdowns. I, I mean, is it because <laughs> is it because of Purdy? Or, I mean, just think of how good Purdy could be when this guy is healthy, you know, mm -hmm. and, and stays healthy. And it's a big if, but he is a top eight player, a top eight receiver when you compare him to everybody else uh, that's out there in the league. Let's get to number seven. Uh, because I really like the upside of Terry McLaurin. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think now quarterback, he has had a quarterback. Yeah. But he has produced, still made your list at seven, which speaks right, highly of Right, right. Because of what his production has been without a quarterback. Uh, and, and maybe the offensive philosophy, the changes, uh, they might help him, uh, to be honest with you. But watching him on tape, Femi, and just watching him on the field, he's a playmaker. Uh, he's really, really good. Uh, I expect him to go over. I, I expect him to be featured uh, in this offense big time with Eric Bieniemy and what they want to do. Uh, and, and you know, his skill set uh, is, is just representative uh, to me of, as a top seven receiver in the league. And number six, he should be in the, in the top five, uh, but the top five is tough. But it is A.J. Brown. 
I mean, A.J. Brown is an incredible, incredible player. He can play with any quarterback. Uh, he is a dominant number one player. Um, you know, one of the things that showed up, though, is when he's unhappy, you know, typical receiver, right? Unhappy kind of checks out a little bit. I don't like that. Uh, if if this guy, I mean, look at the photo, one. Uh, and then two, if, if he had that mindset, like like a Jerry, you know, like a T.O., um, like a Keyshawn even, uh, and just wants to be that, Michael Irvin, just wants to be that player, that that guy, give me the ball, give me the damn ball. I mean, this guy should be unstoppable. But I think he stops himself sometimes. But certainly from a talent standpoint, what, what, from a production standpoint, what he represents, um, he's a top six uh, player at that position in the National Football League. All right. So the 10 through 6, hmm? C.D. Lamb 10, yep. Cooper Cup 9, yep. Debo Samuel 8, Terry McLaurin 7, and A.J. Brown at number 6. So we also have, in addition to their profiles and stuff, we have their receiving yardage props and mm -hmm. the receiving touchdowns props. And two that really stood out to me, and we'll start with the most recent one, A.J. Brown. Okay. The touchdowns prop for Brown seems a little criminally low. Like <laughs> Honestly, not even a little. It's, it's just criminally low. Right. Let me get that right. Five and a half. I mean, this guy had 11 touchdowns last year. Now in 2021, mm -hmm. five touchdowns, but he was banged up with Tennessee Titans. So mm -hmm. I guess injury is always a concern with A.J. Brown because, you know, he's a physical receiver, really good at yards of the catch, but sometimes he gets nicked up here and there. Uh, last season was the first season in which he, rather the second season, in which he played all the games in the regular season. 2019, he played 16 back when we were in a 16-game schedule. Uh, in 2020, he had 11 TDs eight TDs his rookie year in 2019. So only one year where he's been like a low TD guy, mm -hmm. five and a half. And I get the Eagles have a lot of good players. They have Devontae Smith, who's terrific. He made your list at number 20. They have Dallas Goddard, who could take some receiving touchdowns away as well. But A.J. Brown is Jalen Hurts' favorite target. That's yeah. his boy. Right. That's who he goes to in a times of crisis. He could be over five and a half midway through the season. Like, yeah. I don't really understand that number. Well, know. and he had ankle problems towards, down the stretch too. Yeah. Some, uh, some, I think one, I want to say hamstring too, but – you know, A.J. Brown's going to look at himself on tape, and I know this, this should happen, uh, and he's going to be disappointed for what he saw. Productive, almost 1,500 receiving yards last year. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned the touchdowns, but down the stretch, he wasn't that, that he didn't distinguish himself to be that type of player. Uh, and, and I think if you want to be thought of like the all-time greats, you have to do it in the playoffs. You have to do it down the stretch. You have to do it in important games uh, and, and when you watch yourself on tape, that's what you want to become. Uh, and he has the ability to become all that and more. Uh, he didn't make the top five because of that. You know, I'm waiting to see that. Uh, and, and hopefully, for the Eagles' sake, uh, it'll show up this year. Another one that stood out to me was Cooper Cup's touchdowns. And I mm. kind of like the under. Okay, yeah. And it's juiced toward the under, so I think the market's also implying it as well. But right. set at 10.5, the under is minus 135. There's just so much uncertainty with this Rams offensive situation mm -hmm. being that Matthew Stafford, I mean, he was banged up all throughout last year. Sounds like he's feeling great right now, but let's see how he's feeling week four, week five. Is he still going to be feeling great? The offensive line has issues as well. I could see Cooper Cup getting his yardage because he's just a really good player, but there's going to be so much focus on him because outside of Cup, I guess Van Jefferson's there, but he's not going to really put any fear in a defense. There's going to be a lot of attention paid to Cooper Cup to where I could see him going under that 10 and a half. I mean, 10, if he gets 10 touchdowns, which is still a terrific season, right. you win your bet. Yeah, and that's why this is rear view mirror a little bit. Because um, I, 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 I tussled with, okay, do I put him in the top 15? What do I do? I mean, that's disrespectful, I think, to mm -hmm. Cooper Cup. But 
uh, moving forward, you're right. I mean, the Rams are, I mean, offensive line issues. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's a quarterback in college. There's a couple of quarterbacks in college that I think the Rams uh, would be very, very interested in. Oh, yeah. Right? They haven't had a first-round pick since Jared Goff when that was, what, 2016? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, for Cooper Cup, I mean, under everything, uh, to me, would be where I would go. Uh, you know, it's juiced up for the unders touchdowns, but uh, under yards even. I mean, I, I think Matthew Stafford's not even going to make the entire year. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I would not be shocked, Femi, uh, if uh, throughout the midway point of the season, uh, this franchise starts to tank. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Maybe we see Sets and Bennett throwing the Cooper Cup. <laughs> right. And by the way, on Cup, he's gone he's gone under these numbers. So 12, 50 and a half receiving yards, 10 and a half receiving touchdowns. He's gone under both of those every single year except for one in his career. That being two years ago when he won offensive player of the year and had nineteen hundred yards and sixteen yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. So it's not like he's just been putting up fifteen touchdowns every single season. Been special and, with Stafford. Yeah, yeah. So, so spe- been special with Stafford, but who knows how long Stafford will be out there behind center. Von Dalzell of NBC Sports has joins us next to talk some MLB awards here on the Lombardi. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? If you drive over the speed limit, there are lots of sounds that you might hear. You can hear the sound of your vehicle crashing, the sound of first responders desperately trying to save you. You can even hear the sound of people crying at a funeral. Because if you drive over the speed limit, you could do damage that's beyond repair. One way or another, speeding catches up with you. Paid for by NHTSA. NHTSA. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. He's Mike Pritchard. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out here on a Thursday at the Circle Resort and Casino. So we just went through Pritch's pecking order, 10 through 6. Top five wide receivers tomorrow, so you can chew on that over the weekend. That's coming up a little bit later on on Friday. But joining us right now, our final guest here on the program, betting analyst over at NBC Sports, the one and only Von Dalzell, joining us here on the Lombardi line this Thursday morning. Von, we appreciate you taking the time this morning or early afternoon if you're over out on the East Coast. And 
when we're doing the show prep here, I saw on the rundown that you had many of MLB awards bets, which warms my heart because that's kind of how I bet on yeah. the sport. And I want to get into those awards bets, starting with the Cy Young. I think in both leagues, this thing is pretty wide open. And based on the bets that you have here down on our rundown, you would agree. Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I think the awards market in general is, is a good way to be betting MLB right now. This is the dog days of the summer. Uh, I was telling a friend last night, once the middle of June strikes, the beginning of August, you're going to hit losing streaks. You're going to lose some money. It's going to get very annoying because underdogs will be cashing uh, a lot more often. So I look towards the um, awards market right now to try and get value of guys that I see is uh, going to make a difference here. So it, talking about the NL, I mean, I like Spencer Strider. Um, he was a guy I bet in the preseason at plus 850. He's leading the league in strikeouts, fifth in opponent batting average right now, of course, Braves favorite in NL and uh, to win the World Series. But Blake Snell might be the uh, best value out of all guys. And I have another value pick in the AL as well. But Blake Snell has been tremendous over his last seven, eight starts, allowing three earned runs. Uh, he's climbed in the MLB's top 10 in strikeouts, ERAs, fewest hits, OBA. I mean, you name it, he's doing it right now. And in June, I mean, he was the best pitcher with 53 Ks and five starts, uh, lower than a one ERA and 13 hits in five games. So he's sitting at like 12 to one at most places. Strider's around there four to one or lower. I think those two are the best bets in the Cy Young market in the NL right now. And, uh, you know, I don't think I would go with Clayton Kershaw or Zach Gallon to be honest. You know, Vaughn, it's interesting because of the, I guess, the individual aspect of a team game like Major League Baseball is, right? And uh, you wonder from an award standpoint uh, and the narrative that could be created uh, to add fuel to that Blake Snell play. I mean, what if the Padres stop underachieving and they start, uh, you know, start playing better baseball, right? I mean, that, that kind of boosts yeah. that play right there for you. Yeah, and I think that can happen. I mean, on Bet the Edge, uh, we were talking about the Padres being a pretty spicy play at, you know, 30 to one to win the NL or, you know, getting around 12, 15 to 20 to one to uh, win the NL West. Because, I mean, you look at the offense, they've been lackluster in that department or lackluster pitching wise outside of Blake Snell, but the offense keeps them in games well at the time. But the first month of the season was so bad for San Diego that that positive regression is going to hit for them. And with Blake Snell pitching like this, I mean, that's really what you need is some guy to uh, rally the rest of the troops. So with, you know, all the hitters they have there, I think the Padres are a sneaky team to make some noise. Wouldn't talk anyone off a win total, uh, postseason spot, or even a splash of the NL West ticket because uh, they are better than their record indicates. We're speaking with Von Dalzell, betting analyst over at NBC Sports, talking some Major League Baseball awards here on the Lombardi line. Well, Von, the American League Cy Young, you have here on your bets Shohei Otani at 12-1. to 1. Any concern with you with Otani that if the Angels continue to lose that Maybe they save his arm into next season, or maybe he goes to them and says, hey, I don't want to pitch. I want to make sure that I'm healthy and good to go as he enters free agency coming up this winter. Well, I'll say there's a lot of different factors of this because, of course, he can get shut down. The injuries, he had the blister. He's expected to pitch tomorrow against Houston that I was reading. Um, and, of course, his innings isn't as high as other pitchers simply because he's a two-guy. He's a two-sport athlete. Or not two-sport athlete. Um, you know, he plays both sides of the ball, mm -hmm. pitches and hits. And right now, this is a situation where Rambert Valdez is the favorite. I don't know many people that are going to say, yeah, I'm taking Framber Valdez at plus 200 to win this. This is, <laughs> this is wide open, all right? I got a preseason ticket on Garrett Cole. I wouldn't say no to Shane McClanahan, but the Rays are due for some regression with a 95.5 win total. You'd expect them to win over 100 games with how they've been playing this season. And then you look at Kevin Gosman, too. Another candidate like Blake Snell. The Blue Jays are going to play better baseball in the second half. Those numbers should come up for them. So Kevin Gosman is probably the best 
lower uh, odds guy to bet here, but Shohei Otani to me, the best pitcher in all of baseball, first time through the order. If you guys didn't know that, I'm here to tell you a 115 mm-hmm. batting average, 15 hits, and 131 at bats. Otani shuts everyone down oh, no. the first time through the order, and he's been outstanding in every department. So uh, at 12 to 1, 15 to 1, I do like some snack money on Otani. He could be the first player to win MVP in Cy Young, and there were some voters out there and maybe tempted to do that and be a part of that history. Yeah, how about that? And the fact that you are alert to that too, right? I mean, that that is outstanding right there. Okay, NL Rookie of the Year, um, De La Cruz. I mean, uh, that's a nice number, I think, for a player that has a flash uh, uh, that has bursted onto the scene as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, your producer told me we're going to have some beef on this one. We might have some disagreements here, but mm. it, we can all agree that it's going to be a two two player race here. It's De La Cruz and Corbin Carroll. And obviously, Corbin Carroll had 32 games played last year. That definitely helps him out. He's had 86 played so far this year. So his numbers look much better in a larger spectrum than De La Cruz. But if you did take De La Cruz's numbers and put them to that 115-plus game sample size, they would look better right now. But we do know there's more time to be played for De La Cruz. And a lot can happen in the second half of baseball season. The Reds had 62 wins last year. They have 50 right now at the All-Star break. Wow. And with De La Cruz in the lineup, they're 21-6. and six. 21-6 and six in the 27 games he played, and he scored 28 runs. So this rookie's averaging over run runs scored per game. I mean, he's stealing bases, RBIs, quickest triple in history, 460-foot home runs, stealing three bases on two pitches, including home. What doesn't this guy do? A part of a team that's making strides. A, time, a team like the D-backs, a lot of those experts expected them to be better this year, expected Corbin Carroll to take those big leaps, and that's happened here. But De La Cruz... While we all thought 16 to 121, he may be a good bet. He's all the way down to a two-man race now, hitting over three, hitting 325. I mean, he's going to close this gap, so that's why I like the odds here. Corbin Carroll should be the favorite. He should win, but De La Cruz is going to make this a two-man race and make it closer than it should be. So, give me the money on the most exciting man in baseball. So, Vaughn, we don't have beef, but th- there is a little bit of a disagreement <laughs> here. <laughs> There's a little bit of a disagreement. Okay, just, just because, and I, I was telling our producer, Elliot Bowman, before we started the show here, I was like, I have money on both guys, De La Cruz and on Carroll. So I'm like, hey, great. Whichever one of these guys wins it, perfect. I mean, I win a lot more on De La Cruz because there were some big prices before he got mm. called up. But I, my problem is that I think that he got called up too late, and Carroll's been so damn good. There's such a gap there between those guys in terms of what they've done up until this point. Now, to your credit, let's say Carroll's shoulder injury ends up being a thing once again. If he doesn't play for an extended period of time, maybe Ellie can kind of sort of shorten that gap. But as of right now, if Carroll continues to play, I think he just wins, man, because he's going to get MVP votes, this guy. Yeah, and that's the thing. The last two, three weeks, his MVP odds have kind of drifted back away from that 12 to 1, 15 to 1 range down to like 30 to 1. And that makes his chances to win rookie of the year, obviously, a little stronger, too, because you're not going to probably award a guy rookie of the year and MVP. Um, so it makes it easier for the voters to give him that, I will say. But his shoulder injury is a concern for me. Uh, Arizona does have the ninth hardest strength of schedule left remaining, while Cincinnati has one of the easiest ones, including the mm-hmm. NL Central, of course, but the fifth easiest in the NL. So, I mean, when you do get to play my Pittsburgh Pirates uh, six, seven, eight more times, Taylor Cruz is going to put up some numbers. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, but, you know, you're going to win some money regardless. So uh, I think it's clearly two-team race. I wouldn't talk anyone about either bets here. <laughs> it could be the summer of Ellie. Maybe it's the summer of the Reds because I know you like them to go ahead and win the Central. Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, the Pirates, finito. Cardinals, finished. Uh, you know, it, the Cubs, maybe, maybe the end. You know, they're getting towards that right now. It's definitely 
seeming like this is a two-team race as well between the Reds and the Brewers. And the Brewers were the favorites this year, but I came on here and said this to you guys. Uh, I had a little bit of issues with the Brewers, their staff, and their franchise because when you have an ace like Corbin Burns, he was coming off a really good season, mm-hmm. and you won't even give this guy $1 million when he goes to arbitration. Mm-hmm. Uh, that speaks a lot to what you're doing as a franchise, in my opinion. And at some point, I did think Milwaukee was going to fall apart or just fall back. You've seen teams start to make runs in this in this division. The Cardinals did for a minute. Cubs were looking good, and now it's the Reds. I look at the Reds, and with De La Cruz being 21-6 in the lineup, and Joey Votto coming back and them being so exciting, such a great home team, going on a 12-game win streak, first time since 57. I think the Reds can win this division for sure. Getting a plus-money price on them still I think is good. So I'm fading the Brewers. I think they're just overrated in general. Vaughn, we got about 20 seconds left here. You fading the Texas Rangers in the AL West? Yeah. This Listen, regression is due. There's no way this team can be hitting plus 148 run differential with the Rays <laughs> and the Braves. Ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have to fade them and take the Astros here. I'm a big Houston guy. They they pay me every year, the Houston Astros. Yeah. I'm going to keep taking yeah. them, all right? Yeah, only yeah. two games back right now, and there's still plenty of baseball to go. He is Von Dalzell. Make sure you check out his work over at NBC Sports. He does a terrific job over there. This was fun breaking down some of these MLB awards. Von, be well, man. Good luck with the bets. Likewise. Have a great weekend, guys. See you. Awesome stuff from Von. He also likes Josh Young of the Texas Rangers mm-hmm. to go ahead and win the AL Rookie of the Year right now. Young, the favorite, at plus 125. That does it for MLB awards. On the other side, NFL awards. We discuss it next here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSEN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSEN expert has the hot hand for VSEN Pro picks. Betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard here hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Thank you to Von Dalzell who joined us in the last segment over at NBC Sports Edge. He's a betting analyst over there at the Peacock. Uh, if you miss a segment, check it out in podcast form, like we always say, and uh, help us those podcast numbers. Lombardi line, get it wherever you get your podcast. Also, the GM Shuffle, new episode dropped today. Make sure you get that subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast as well. Michael and I began our blue chip, red chip series oh, this summer. Okay. So we started off with the safeties. Next week, we go to the cornerbacks, and we'll go on down the line. Mm, that's going to be outstanding. I know blue chip. So red chip, how close is red chip to blue chip? The red chip guys, it's like obviously you're you're really good, mm-hmm. but you're not quite in right. the elite category. Right. So it's we do five blue chips, five red chips, and the five blue chip guys are. Uh, I'll spoil a couple of them here, but check it out in podcast form, okay? <laughs> All right, <laughs> just because I'm gonna say a give couple, us like two of them. I'll give then, I'll give you yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you two. Give you a little appetizer, but the entrees That's right. on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or whoever else is doing podcasts these days. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick, okay, shouldn't be a shocker. Yeah. Uh, we have Kevin Byard of the Tennessee Titans as well. That's a blue chip. And I'll give you one more, and this will be it. Uh, <laughs> Derwin James of the Chargers. So those, oh, those are three, wow. of the, three of the blue chip safeties. To find out who the other two are, check it out wherever you get okay. your podcast. Derwin James. Derwin James. He just, mm. just made the list. But that was one. Michael said that that was his last blue chip. Okay. He was like, 
I was a little shaky on putting Derwin James right. on the list, but he just made it. So he wasn't like, like Minka for him was like a no-brainer, write it down, boom, forget about it. Oh, yeah. But Derwin James is like, ah. <laughs> but he did make the blue chips list. But uh, all terrific players, 10 of those safeties. Mm -hmm. Probably, it's not ranked as in like one through 10, but it's just like those are kind of like your consensus kind of top right. 10 guys right. at the positions. And we'll do corners coming up next week, which I think will be really interesting. We'll get some new names on there like Sauce Gardner and stuff who uh, was obviously a rookie last year, so he didn't make it. But this year, after one season, probably going to be on the blue chip list. Yes, he Spoiler will. alert. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk NFL awards here because it's one of my – probably my favorite thing to bet on okay. in all of betting is NFL awards because I love the sport and I love betting on awards, and you put the two together, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Let's start with the MVP, and these numbers are courtesy BetMGM. We have the highest ticket percentage, highest handle, biggest liability. Right now, the highest ticket percentage is on Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Highest handle, Patrick Mahomes, who is the favorite to an MVP. And your biggest liability is Jalen Hurts, who I believe he's around that 10 to 1 range, 8 to 1 maybe in some places, maybe 10, 12 to 1, as kind of like that second tier behind the Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. But uh, when you see those numbers, ticket percentage, handle percentage, biggest liability, Anything that stands out to you with NFL most valuable player? Um, you know, so I had Patrick Mahomes at seven to one, and I got it in August last year. Mm. So good bet. Yeah, good <clears throat> bet. Um, I, I think what had to happen too, like, okay, Tyreek Hill and all this stuff. Okay, what are the Chiefs doing? You know, is Patrick Mahomes is he regressing? I mean, all these question marks. But all he, all they did was evolve. All all he did was get better, get more efficient. Uh, and he settled down as a pocket passer, a pure pocket passer. Uh, and, you know, the irony of all that is he had to because of the ankle. Uh, and, and so the ankle situation and being a pocket passer, okay, you win a Super Bowl. I, I think from an MVP standpoint, you know, Jalen Hurts, we were talking about this off air about the number of offensive touchdowns for the Eagles last year. Uh, and it was skewed towards the rushing. Uh, they had 57 total offensive touchdowns. Uh, and they only had 25 passing touchdowns. Uh, so I, I think for Jalen to win MVP, obviously he's going to have to throw the ball a little bit more and, and connect on some passing touchdowns. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had, what, 41? Or the, the Chiefs did anyway. And uh, I think for that to happen, for Jalen, you know, as an MVP, uh, that I mean, Joe Burrow stands out as an MVP to me because I, I think they are on the cusp of, of – making that Super Bowl run. Uh, if you look at Burrow and, and you look at that roster, uh, out of all the quarterbacks uh, primed, he seems to be more the most primed uh, at that position. And, and typically MVP is going to go to a quarterback. So for my money, I mean, I, I'm looking to bet uh, Joe Burrow there. Yeah, Burrow, it feels like he's kind of next yeah. in, in this MVP hierarchy. But mm -hmm. those odds are courtesy of BetMGM. Let me throw this at you. Okay. This is courtesy Caesars here in Nevada. They put together this interesting prop, which I think could garner a fun discussion. Mm -hmm. So they'll give you Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. So you get all three of those guys at plus 190. Okay. Or anyone else minus 240. Once again, this is at Caesars here in Nevada. Would you bet plus 190 getting Mahomes, Burrow, or Allen to win MVP? I would. I would. I mean, if I like Burrow, I mean, I well, I just would rather just bet Burrow, to be honest with you. Yeah. Instead of that. that. You, you don't want Mahomes in your... No. I mean, back-to-back -back MVP situations with, with Mahomes, I mean, it's intriguing. It really is. But uh, I, I think Burrow 
I just feel like Burrow is about to separate himself. I, I said this before on Lombardi line uh, that because this core for Cincinnati has done something that's never been done before when they were 25 years, you know, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it, it feels like, you know, Jamar Chase being healthy, you know, T Higgins and all these contracts and all this stuff and Boyd and, you know, they got the best offensive line situation Burrow has had uh, as Brown comes back to that, to that division. He's highly familiar with the personnel there. So I, I, I would just bet Joe Burrow straight up. Hmm. That, and I, I agree with you. I would probably bet the no on that minus 240 mm-hmm. because, well, I like Burrow just like you do. Okay. But Mahomes, it's hard to win two years in a row. I know Rodgers just did it 2020, 2021. He went back to back. Right. Uh, I know Peyton Manning has done it. And like guys have done it. It's not impossible. Like you don't get voter fatigue like you do in other sports. But I don't think I'd want Josh Allen. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's why your price is getting down to plus. Like if you gave me three to one on all yeah. three of those guys, 100%, I'll take it. What do I assign? But I don't want Josh Allen in that group, and that's bringing down that number. So I don't think you're getting fair value just because I think Buffalo should be the favorite to win the AFC mm-hmm. East, but they're not as big a favorite as they were last year. Like they're a little vulnerable in my eyes just based on them and the other teams in the division. And we saw that last year when they were right. to the New York Jets, when the Jets were starting Zach Wilson. Yeah. Now the Jets have Aaron Rodgers. Like it's going to be a little bit more difficult for Buffalo to kind of separate themselves from the pack. And we saw some of those wards start to show at the second half of last season, especially in that playoff game mm-hmm. against Cincinnati. So I, I agree with you. I think I would rather just identify Burrow at seven to one. Is there anybody else when you look at the MVP, like like Lamar Jackson's at 14 to one, he's back uh, Tua, Rogers, 16 to one, Prescott also 16 to one, as well as Trevor Lawrence. Any other guys maybe further down the board that interest you? I mean, Prescott, a little bit of interest right there because of how Dallas, they can score. I mean, we know that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and I mentioned earlier on the program, you know, Dak, he's averaged double-digit wins his entire career so far. Um, and, and he's been through some injuries, man, and, and some ugly ones. So, I I mean, if McCarthy is onto something and if the Cowboys are really loaded like they are, and if they even if they add, I mean, who knows? I mean, they got the cap space. They could add uh, along the way. You know, at 16-1, Dak Prescott, uh, you know, you could take a shot at that uh, from an MVP standpoint because that that is a bet that Cowboys are going to get through – a wide open or a four team race in the NFC uh, and then get through the playoffs and get through the Super Bowl as well. My only apprehension on Dak at 16 to 1 is that I think Dallas's calling card is going to be defense. Okay. So I think when people want to talk about the Cowboys and reward the Cowboys, it's going to be, oh, this defense is fantastic. Mm. Prescott's obviously going to have to play well for them to win games, mm-hmm. but I think the defense is going to take most of the headlines to where maybe he doesn't quite get that MVP push, even though, I mean, it's the most high-profile position in all of sports, Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys quarterback. Right. But I think that when they talk about the Cowboys, it's going to be, oh, my goodness, look how good this defense is. It's not going to be, oh, my gosh, Dak is leading them in their scoring 35 a game, especially with McCarthy kind of wanting to shorten the game up a little bit, mm-hmm. I think, this year, which is why he and Kellen Moore kind of had those differences, and Kellen Moore's in L.A., and now McCarthy's calling the plays. Yeah, can the defense give him more opportunities, though? Say the defense Perhaps, taking yeah. away possessions, like you mentioned. and um, Yeah, it, it's fascinating. I mean, you know, there's no other quarterback that captures that. I mean, Lamar Jackson, because what everybody's saying about mm-hmm. all the talent, they got four first-round wide receivers on that roster right been now. Throwing darts, man. Uh, yeah, um, and then Aaron Rodgers. Who knows, right? But no, I mean, for sixteen to one, I, I thought there could be some value, perhaps, for with mm. Dak there. Yeah, Lamar. Maybe I could talk myself into yeah. it, but I like Cincinnati too much. 
I think the Bengals are going to win that division. And if you don't win your division, guess what? Newsflash, you're not going to win MVP. <laughs> so it's kind of hard, which yeah. is why like MVP, I think, of, of all the awards mm -hmm. in the NFL, it's probably the market that is probably the sharpest, mm -hmm. even though the, there's some edges that you can go ahead and beat. But we all know what the formula is. Win your division, be a top one or two seed, and be a quarterback. Right. Like, all those quarterbacks who are capable of doing that are properly ordered here, and it's not a whole lot of, oh, Mahomes is like 15 to 1. No, he's 7 to 1. Burrow, 7 yeah. to 1. Same with Josh Allen, because we know those three teams are favored to win their divisions, and they could also have the big records to maybe be home field advantage, which in that case, they would likely be the MVP. Yeah, Mahomes convincingly 98%, 48 votes for MVP last year. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> we'll break down Offensive Rookie of the Year and also Comeback Player of the Year to wrap up the show on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points to MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard. We've been hanging out here for a couple of hours. And before we wrap things up, thank you to our two guests on the program, Will Hill, VEASAN contributor, and then also Von Dalzell, betting analyst over at Sports Edge over at NBC. But, Pritch, let's give out our pro tip for the day, and okay. it's courtesy of Von Dalzell at NBC Sports Edge. 
And one thing I thought he was doing when betting his MLB awards for the second half of the season is if you're kind of looking to bet on some of these awards, maybe identify first which teams you think could have strong second halves because we know voters tend to have recency bias. And if you have a strong second half, maybe it leaves a really good impression before the ballots are due. Yeah, recency bias or an agenda. I mean, all those kinds of things <laughs> come into play, right, with, with voters. But uh, I always want to find a, a, a strong narrative Mm-hmm. Um, too, and, and you know, players that can get into a situation uh, in which they can distinguish themselves and have a narrative. Like uh, we were talking about Strider. I mean, the, the Braves are so great right now that I mean, are they can, peaking too early? Yeah, can well that, but then can he distinguish himself, or is it just a collection uh, of just great players on that roster? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's fascinating, but it's a great pro tip because. Uh, if you can find that, like, for instance, uh, De La Cruz, I mean, we were talking about this, too, when uh, from a rookie of the year standpoint, you were tracking him in, what, triple, the minors, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, minor league. I mean, I bet him before he got called he up. He got called up because of the <laughs> hype, yeah. because of the hype. And and so that's kind of carrying over. But then, you know, you got a great situation with what obviously could probably be the rookie of the year anyway. But mm-hmm. so, um, no, I think narrative is so important. I got beat out by Vrabel, coach of the year. Because I had uh, Zach Taylor mm. uh, with Cincinnati, and yeah. I thought he had a really good narrative going. Uh, but then Vrabel, off the top rope like Macho Man, yep. uh, did more <laughs> with less. Like, who yep. who votes for that? He did more with less. Writers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, who, that's who votes on Yeah, that. and so he wins Coach of the Year. And I'm like, wait a minute, you see the roster? You see Zach Taylor? And Cincinnati, but no, uh, that one that one uh, hurt my pocketbook a little bit. You know, the cool thing about awards is that I always look for, can you give the case for somebody in a tweet? Because it has mm. to be easily explainable, and you have to be able to explain it over and over and over right. for it to resonate with a voting block. And with Vrabel, because I actually bet on Vrabel, I think it was the two weeks before the season ended. It might have been the week, okay. the last week of the season. I bet him 4-1 to one mm-hmm. to be coach of the year, because at the time, I believe Zach Taylor was a favorite. Matt LaFleur was up there as well. This was two years ago. And the Vrabel case was no Derrick Henry, no stars, right. one seed in the AFC. And like it was just like that. You just kept seeing that case over and over again. And then the writers were like, you know what? That's right. They had so many guys hurt and all of a sudden. They st- it wasn't the Bills. It wasn't the Chiefs. It was the Titans who were the one seed. Let's give it to Vrabel. <laughs> yeah. Simple as that. Just that was, it. yeah. That's just that simple sometimes. We're not smart as humans. You just gotta, <laughs> if you can tell it to us in a, in a compact sentence mm-hmm. or two. We'll run with it, yeah. and that's what happened. Yep. Just a pro tip right there. That's an extra pro tip, by the way. Uh, check out all the tips over at vcin.com slash tips. Uh, before we get into more awards breakdown in the NFL, we do have some breaking news out of the NFL. This from Tom Pelissero at NFL Network, and it goes along with what we were talking about earlier in the first hour. The New York Jets and all-pro defensive tackle Quinnen Williams have agreed to terms on a four-year $96 million mega deal, mm. the largest second contract ever for a defensive tackle. Williams gets $66 million in guarantees in the deal negotiated by his agent, Nicole Lynn. Your reaction to Quinnen Williams cashing out as more money, more problems? Well, we know the money part is coming towards Quinnen Williams. Right. Well, we knew that was going to get done. I mean, it had to get done. Four years, though, that's outstanding for Quinnen. Yeah. And that's outstanding standing for Nicole Lynn, too. Yep. Negotiated Hertz's uh, deal she, earlier this offseason, too. She's about to get a few more clients. Mm-hmm. And another home, maybe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it, that had to happen. I mean, there's so many things. I mean, and, and I'm not going to throw in hard knocks and, you know, 
the Jets and do they want this Done story for hard knocks? Right, right. It was Darrell <laughs> Rebus, all right. Remember yeah. that? And the hard knocks. But anyway, um, so many parallels with the National Football League. Right. Sometimes you find it out too, right? Um, but no, it, it was going to get done. They, they had a sense of urgency to it. They're approaching camp. Um, they got everything they need to have a Super Bowl run, including, including the quarterback. So uh, you, you had to have your best player defensively uh, signed, sealed, and delivered. And I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because he is their best defensive yeah. player. He's the straw that stirs the drink is what we've been saying on the GM Shuffle podcast. I'm here on the Lombardi line as well. He is one of the best interior defensive linemen. And kudos to him. Four years, 96 million, 66 of it guaranteed at signing and we kind of made the joke about it with the hard knocks but do you think that played a little bit of a factor into it of hey like we don't want this to become like a thing while we have all these cameras at our training camp that everyone's being asked about it and now becomes a storyline and hbo show and all that like do you yeah. think like i don't think it like there were the jets were like hey we got to get this done now no. we got the hard knocks but maybe if it's not 10 percent of why it got done maybe it's like four percent three percent of why it got done this soon I i'm sure somebody brought it up yeah, how about that, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, they were probably closer than what everybody could think of the, how, how if they were far apart in the first place. But mm -hmm. uh, everybody I talked to, they, they felt like that was going to get done. I mean, it had to get done too. But yeah. I, I don't think Hard Knocks influenced the final number at all. But uh, <laughs> it, it maybe helped a little bit to mention it. Yeah. You know, who knows? But like, hey, let's get this done before the cameras. Yeah, get you don't want that yeah. distraction, right? I mean, it's a bunkered mentality anyway in, in training camp. Uh, and the, the last thing you want uh, are storylines uh, to deal with and, and go to the podium and ask, okay, when is Quinnen coming? When is Quinnen? So, yeah. no, you, you got a great culture. Uh, Salah has created that. Um, and, and now, you, you know, this is a team that needs to hit the ground running, especially with the quarterback that they have right now. Yeah, well, the Jets no longer have any distractions. Quinnen William is all buttoned up and signed, four years, 96. Mm -hmm. And now we'll just sit back and watch with our popcorn as Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets and Robert Sala will – be the stars of Hard Knocks starting in like what three weeks or so? Yeah. Five episodes. Five episodes. Can can you get that interested in five episodes though? I mean, I mean, Rogers just seeing it, he's never been on Hard Knocks because the Packers are always too good to be on Hard yeah. Knocks. Like they would always make the playoffs. So I think it'll be interesting to get some behind the scenes. Okay. I mean, that guy's always up to something funny. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know? They got some characters on that. Team. They do have characters. Yeah. We'll get to see Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson. Stars of the team out there in the Meadowlands, high expectations, and now they have a highly paid defensive tackle. It's All like right. if The Sopranos was five episodes. <laughs> yeah, doesn't doesn't do it justice, right? No, I heard about no. you and The Sopranos, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we're, we're we're still working to finish it. Now this damn <laughs> NFL Netflix thing, the quarterback series <laughs> drops. Now I'm trying to watch both simultaneously. Mm. It's a whole ordeal. Hopefully okay. they're both done by the end of the week. That's the, that's what I've set out for myself here. Uh, two minutes left in the show. I want to get your thoughts here on Offensive Rookie of the Year. Okay. We'll continue our Rookie of the Year and awards discussion coming up tomorrow. But over at BetMGM, highest ticket percentage, highest handle, biggest liability, just happens to be the favorite, and that is Bijan Robinson for the Atlanta Falcons. Is Bijan an unbeatable favorite at Rookie of the Year, or are there some other guys you're kind of eyeing to take a shot at the running back out of Texas? No, Bijan is attractive, too, as a Rookie of the Year. I mean, certainly running back position, you think about that. I mean, we just talked about Saquon Barkley – uh, and, and his start to his career, too. And, and now he's trying to uh, continue that with the Gi uh, Gi Giants. But, you know, Anthony Richardson uh, is a player because he's a perfect fit. Out of all the players that got drafted, you know, if you're Anthony Richardson, say you were getting recruited by the NFL, he would probably pick the Colts because, mm -hmm. one, they need a starting quarterback, too. That offense is tailor-made for what he does and what he does very well. 
Um, so it's a perfect fit. Like, think about, like, if you're B. John Robinson, would you have selected the Falcons uh, if you were being recruited? Probably not. No. So you got to make it work, right? And, you know, and, and I think, um, you know, Bryce Young up there with, with Carolina, uh, their offense, you know, they were a run-heavy team last year, physical bunch. I, I don't know what they're going to do this year with Bryce Young. Probably more of the same. Um, but I, I, all the choices on this board, I mean, Anthony Richardson is a perfect fit. Um, I, I think, uh, to me, that that's where the value is uh, from a rookie of the year standpoint. Yeah, to me, I think what sums up this market, in my opinion, is that tie goes to the quarterback. Mm -hmm. If both guys are terrific, the quarterback's going to win the award. Yeah, And I know there are people out there saying, well, Jamar Chase beat out Mac Jones. That wasn't no damn tie. <laughs> <laughs> Mac Jones was nowhere near a top quarterback, and Jamar Chase played like a top five receiver in his first year. Yeah. So that's why he beat out Mac Jones. Tie goes to the QB. And based on the odds, I think those guys are going to be pretty closely aligned. I'll take one of the quarterbacks. Give me Bryce Young, first overall pick for the Carolina Panthers. That does it for us today. For Mike Pritchard, I'm Femi Abebefe. For our producer, Elliot Bowman, and the entire crew behind the glass, we wish you all the best of luck. VEASAN Best Bets coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side -side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.